Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this hump day. we got all your entertainment content, Dancing with the Stars, uh, results are in, plus Katie Thurston on FY Island, the ratings are in. We're going to get all that, plus more entertainment news on today's afternoon podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour. It's the golden age of reality TV, thanks to a writer's guild strike in the Screen Actors Guild. That's right. I made the comparison on my YouTube channel today. Uh, the fact that there is no new scripted TV, it's kind of like if you went to Thanksgiving and everyone's meal stunk, but there was like one decent plate of lasagna, and you're like, you know what? I'll consume that lasagna, even though it stinks. That's reality TV for you. Slop that we eat, and it gets us by. Calorie... Uh, vacant content. All right. Well, Dancing with the Stars was a hit last night. It was a Disney night. So we've got some real, I mean, right now the front runners are like Jason Mraz, Ariana Maddox, Charity Lawson, uh, Zochi, the uh, uh, coming out of nowhere. So if you aren't following the show, they're, they're, it, the season is very well uh, the competition levels is very uh, sort of uh, well spread out. It's not like there's Charlie D'Amelio just crushing everybody. But either way, Ariana Maddox and Pasha Pashkov danced to Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. They got a score of 25. The Vanderpump Rule star recalled working at Disney parks as a theater major, and she felt more vulnerable with this dance. I thought it was a great dance. Derek gave Ariana her first nine. And then we had Charity Lawson with Artem. She got a score of 24. The Bachelorette was aiming for nines this week. She spoke about how important it was to see a character she grew up with now look like her. She danced to Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. So didn't get the nines that she wanted, but a good dance nonetheless. And then uh, who did we lose? Adrian Peterson. So uh, the show goes on. Nothing uh, kind of crazy out there. Uh, Dancing with the Stars. But in other reality TV news, as you guys know, The Voice had former uh, Bachelor contestant from Listen to Your Heart, Rudy, on. And now they've got another former Bachelor contestant. This is Claire from Clayton's season. I want to play her full audition, uh, but this is her audition where she sings Tennessee Orange on The Voice. Have a listen. I've got some news Don't you tell daddy He'll blow a fuse Don't worry I'm doing okay I know you raised me To know right from wrong It ain't what you think And I'm still writing songs Just every thought I see the day I've never felt peace That's Gwen Stefani turning around. See your 
right, folks. So that is Claire Hellig uh, from Clayton's season on The Bachelor, now competing on The Voice. So Gwen Stefani turned around, so she'll be in Gwen's crew, uh, and we'll see how she does. We'll see how Rudy does as we continue to follow the voice auditions. Now, speaking of Clayton, I've got him as our featured story of the day. We'll have that around the 15-minute mark here. Uh, Clayton has created a new Airbnb in Scottsdale, Arizona that offers themed rose ceremonies for an additional $500 where he shows up and cracks you and your group up with some roses. I think this is a fantastic idea. I don't know how legal it is as far as using the bachelor name, uh, but I'm sure he's worked it out with his lawyers. As we know, Clayton has plenty of legal help these days as he sort of gets hit from all angles of the legal spectrum. And speaking of getting hit from all angles of the legal spectrum, I'm actually driving to Scottsdale, Arizona today. So you might catch on my YouTube a breaking news video from the Tesla, but I've got a baseball tournament in Scottsdale and have an appointment to meet Clayton on Friday to do Driving with Dave. Yesterday, I recorded my Driving with Dave episode with Rodney. And I have to tell you, we got some breaking news coming in the Rodney. Because, listen, Rodney's one of the most likable Bachelor contestants of all time. You might remember on Bachelor in Paradise, when he left the show, the whole place cried for him. Everyone was just on some emotional journey with Rodney. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. The conversation we had where he explained how he met his new girlfriend in his breaking news he's going to be sharing, that is worth a listen. That'll be on Saturday's episode of Driving with Dave. What Clayton and I are allowed to talk to, that's anybody's game. As far as I know, I'm going to tread lightly regarding the recent matters that he's facing with his Jane Doe because uh, the court case is only beginning, whatever it happens, if there's any lawsuits for defamation or things like that. So I'm not sure there'll be too much to share, but I'm going to give him the floor to share whatever he wants to. As we know, he hasn't been completely tight-lipped about it, so I'm sure we'll get something out of him. All right, well, we're going to get something out of Reality Steve after this. I want to hear his thoughts on F-Boy Island. We'll have all of that content coming up next. Well, the reviews are in for F-Boy Island, and the there's, there's two different things. There's reviews, and then there's ratings. The reviews are good. People like the show. It's a very funny show. The ratings are abysmal, but that is no surprise. I mean, I don't remember the last time I watched the CW Network. I think it was when Gossip Girl was on, but either way, not looking great. But again, because of the writer's strike that just ended in the Screen Actors Guild strike, which is still ongoing, it is my guess that these shows are will be very valuable to networks to know that there's a dating show that is you know unique to your network that you can have air one to two hours a week it's easy to make uh, although I got to tell you I've got some criticisms of F-Boy and I'm going to share those in a second F-Boy Island season three debuts to lukewarm audience on the CW. Nice try, CW. Season three of F-Boy Island debuted on Monday and another trio of women are setting out to find the nice guy in a sea of manipulative douchebaggery, as host Nikki Glazer so eloquently put it. Audiences don't appear to be taking note. 
the reality format, which was scooped up by the CW after being canceled at max following the first two seasons, aired to pretty abysmal ratings during primetime. An average of about 158,000 people tuned in across the two-hour premiere, which also flatlined with a .02 rating among adults 18 to 49, according to Live plus Same Date Nielsen data. So what could help the show is good word of mouth. I don't know if it got that based off the first episode or two. It's a fun show. I don't think it's appointment television, but I think it's exactly what you would have thought it would be going in, which is a very niche and yet fun comedic driven dating show. Katie Thurston and her co-hosts, or excuse me, her co-leads all do a fantastic job on this show. Um, my criticism is their lack of you know, uh, including those like myself. Now this might sound bitter, but, but, but honestly, I just think it's stupid. They got 158,000 people to tune out. I mean, my channel alone has had days where we've gotten a hundred thousand views to think that some jabroni with a microphone and no production value. Although I will argue we have above average audio, but to think that we could almost outperform the CW just goes to show how out of tune and out of touch these kids cable TV shows are and these producers are. So I reached out to the creator of F-Boy Island. His name's Elon Gale. He's a really great guy, considered a genius within the producers. And maybe I went too far up the totem pole, but I said, hey, I'd love to get some of your cast on. We could talk about the show, hype it up. I wasn't even asking for money. I thought it'd be good cross promotion. Now, I he said, oh yeah, that'd be great. And I never heard back. And it looks like they probably let the CW network be in charge of that, but it's been crickets for reality, Steve, crickets for me, and it's like we cover dating shows. Our audience is so niched down and ready to go for a show like this that you got to think that it is so dumb that they'd get KTLA and Variety and Daily Mail on the red carpet, but not folks like me and some of these other content creators. Now, again, that's no criticism of Katie. She literally invited all of the content creators she knows, Game of Roses, Jess from your mom and dad pod, but it's like the show seemed to have no sort of vision for what's actually working out there on the on the promotional level. The actual show is shot really well. It's a good show. Let's hear what Reality Steve had to say about this. Watch both episodes yesterday. And it is really I, I granted, I still would love to see it on a cable channel because Nikki can be her self, you know, she's telling, she's telling sex jokes with sexual innuendos in them, made a lot of condom jokes, but it just, it just bites better when she's allowed to curse and she's allowed to do literal shtick from her sets that she does on her comedy specials. So it takes away a little bit. But the show in and of itself is basically the same thing it's been for the first two seasons, for sure. And yeah, Katie, Hallie, and Daniela are your three leads. And 10, what, 10 nice guys and 11 F-boys or the other way around. And they got to go on their first dates. They got to have cocktail parties. The guys introduced themselves. All this stuff. That's pretty standard to what the show is. But, you know, this is something that because it's on the CW, it's just not going to draw. And boy, did it not. I mean, I'm not here to sit here and criticize the show, but the reason it got the low numbers that it did is because it's on the CW. 
I don't know what the download numbers were for HBO Max, but I guarantee it was more than what the CW drew on Monday night for the two-hour episode because it averaged averaged 158,000 viewers with a .02 demo rating. All right, so it looks like Reality Steve uh, sees the same info I do here, and again, it's no, it's it's no shot on the show. I, I talked briefly with Nikki Glaser. Um, uh, she, I did, she did my podcast years ago. I don't think she remembers me, which is fine. But I talked to her, and I was like, "Hey, congrats on getting the show back." You know, she always said it was a great show, and then all of a sudden, it went away because of the HBO merger. It had nothing to do with the quality of the show. Well, look, it's like, what would you rather have, no show or a show on a weak network? Um, I think a show on a week network. It has never been a better time to get a show's you know word of mouth out there. I mean, I watch weird shows like Naked and Afraid. I couldn't tell you what network that's on. I don't know. I just watched it on Hulu. So, it, but does the CW have a good relationship with Hulu? I don't think the CW was letting people watch this on Hulu the next day. I think it might be a few days down the road. I'm not really sure. They have their own app. I mean, everybody has their own app. Who's going onto the CW app? I mean, they're making it really hard for people to watch a show that unless it's like a show that's like jury duty do you remember jury duty it was an amazing show on the freebie network or whatever the hell it was called uh, a new a no-name network you had to download out of nowhere but it was free and there was great water mouth everyone said oh my gosh jury duty's uh one of a kind it's amazing and by the way it is you should watch it f boy island isn't that i can't lie to you it's not that it is a fun show the guys on it are fantastic they're a lot of fun the leads the leads like i said the ladies are great on it nikki's fantastic and it's shot really well but it's not exactly groundbreaking you know content so i think it's great and if you haven't already check it out uh it's probably better than bachelor in paradise it's probably better than that so far and it could just keep getting better in which case maybe people will start binging it after five or six weeks if there's such a crazy talk of the town people say all right i'll find out how to get that cw app i don't want to be left in the dark here as we cover the show but as i've said just dropping the ball was the uh production team or whoever it's in, in is involved with promotion i mean i didn't get an early screener so it's what look i know the bachelor doesn't want to give out screeners and things like that you know People like Nick Fiel that are you know industry darlings within the franchise, they get the screeners early, but blokes like me don't. And it's like, I get it. you know They don't want to deal with people that they can't control like we're not in their sort of good graces. I understand that. But with a new show like this that's on a new network, you would think they would have done everything under their power to get everyone from Zachary Reality to me and F-Boy and... Uh, and, and um, I said F boy. I meant Reality Steve. He's an F boy. Yeah. Do, <laughs> what's, is Reality Steve an F boy or a nice guy? What do you guys think? No, he's a good guy over there. Uh, love what he does. Uh, but either way, the fact that they've sort of froze us out of that process uh, really shows, I think, a lack of, um, uh, I don't know, uh, foresight for getting some eyeballs on this program. All right. Well, let's move into our next story. We've got a lot of random stuff going on. Nothing crazy. You know, Britney Spears, new, new, uh, aspects of her memoir are leaking. Uh, she's saying that Justin Timberlake cheated on her, which I thought we already knew, but maybe that's some new information. You know, and then there's some other tough news in the Bachelor world. We've got, you know, a cornucopia of content from people getting pregnant to people trying to, to loss. I mean, this is why people really follow the show is that you get to live vicariously through some of the interactions, both good and bad, that exist out there. And this is a sad one. Sarah Heron posted a 
not pregnant photo. And I always think it's great and brave when influencers and alumni share these types of things if they feel like they have the sort of wherewithal to share it. She said, we are not pregnant. Our fourth embryo transfer has failed. We found out last evening. Disappointed doesn't really begin to describe the feeling one has after this much loss in such a short amount of time. We're nearing the reality that it will soon be one year since losing Oliver and we're still babyless and rounding their uh, corner back to ground zero. We brought so much intentionality into this transfer, but it just wasn't enough to make biology work. It doesn't seem fair to face infertility, a baby loss, and then the punishment of not being able to get pregnant again after. I don't understand it. I'm angry, envious, and quite frankly, confused. We're going to take the next few steps to process and see where we want the road to lead us next in our journey. It's all on the table at this point. We have two mighty little mosaic embryos that we'll transfer together and hope for the best. We're going to start by repeating. So it goes on and on, and uh, then it ends with a Michael J. Fox quote, with gratitude, optimism can be sustained. It's got to be a terrible feeling, as we know. Biological clocks uh, uh, exist. We all die, you know, things, you know, we are all flowers that bloom and then wilt. And, uh, you know, I'm at that age now where you start to feel the dents and the cracks in the surface and you go, oh boy, the knees are hurt and I'm moving, you know, this and that. And I'm not saying this at all to make light of her issue, but I believe that is sort of the crux of humanity, right? That when you're a kid, what do they say? Like the youth is, uh, energy, what is it? Some, what's wasted on the youth? How does it go? You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I'm the worst with quotes. But the point remains that we have to live every day on borrowed time with that optimism that every day is a gift and that's got to be incredibly challenging especially for those going through a very challenging fertility process but it wouldn't be bachelor nation news if we didn't cover that style of story so as i mentioned before we got a lot of content coming out that is going to be bachelor related from my interview with rodney matthews yesterday to my interview with clayton eckert that i'll be doing next so we're going to get to all of that but first here is the story of clayton eckert releasing a uh, Instagram video where he promotes his new Airbnb. It is a homage to his season of The Bachelor. Uh, it involves a Bachelor-themed cocktail parties, rose ceremonies. Have a listen. Look absolutely stunning tonight. And I'm so grateful that we get to be together during this incredible weekend of celebrations. Scottsdale is a place where lifetime memories are made. But unfortunately, for one of you here tonight, your friends have a majority voted and they've identified you as a potential wild card for the weekend. They do not know if you'll survive Scottsdale in one piece, and therefore, you will not be receiving a rose here tonight. The wild card. No, this is not a drill. I officially have my own short-term rental in South Scottsdale, and I would love to host you and your friends, whether it be for a bachelorette party, a bachelor party, or even a weekend getaway. The four-bedroom home can sleep eight people comfortably and is currently undergoing renovations in the backyard to add a pool, a spa, a putting green, and more. The home is only a 10-minute drive from Old Town Scottsdale, so you're as close to the action as you need to be. Whatever your reasoning is for visiting sunny Scottsdale, Arizona, Bachelorette House has it all. So click the link in my bio to book your next visit now. To fun. To fun. 
All right, there it is. Some of the ladies that uh, Clayton had there. I'm like, well, wondering, is Clayton dating them? All right, so let's take a look at the listing. The ultimate bachelor, bachelorette experience. And also, will he receive a cease and desist letter from the Bachelor franchise? My hope is, is that they gave him prior approval for this. Wouldn't that be nice if Clayton became sort of the premier Bachelor host for Airbnbs across the country? Why Scottsdale? Do Scottsdale, do Nashville, anywhere you want to go. Now, look. Uh, bachelorette parties are a different breed. We're going to get into why bachelorette parties are so so popular and why Scottsdale is a good location in a second. But let's take a look at some of the photos. So here we have, you guys know I like to check out a good, okay, great. You know, AstroTurf is nice because of the desert climate. It's better on, uh, you know, not needing as much water. And of course, we have a nice sim style backyard here. The uh, little area where you can gossip under the shade because you drank too much. Uh, people are hanging out in the pool, the nice little hot tub there. Very nice kitchen, good lighting, sunlight there, good uh, mid-century modern, as all the women want to have here, and then very nice stuff. So um, if you've ever been to Scottsdale, it really is a, like a party destination in the desert. I'm actually going today in about an hour for a uh, baseball tournament, but I will be interviewing Clayton on Friday. That's right, folks. We'll have Clayton next week on the Driving with Dave, uh, if we can get him in the old Tesla there. But here's the backyard now, so it's undergoing, I don't know what what they're going to do here, uh, but I guess this turf area will become a pool. Very nice. You know, the, these areas, they're just, you know, the Airbnb short-term rental, they're just meant for parties. They're meant for groups of people to come in and have a good time. But imagine having a good time with the perk of getting to hire Clayton to be there with you. And for the right price, you know, I don't know if you guys know economics, but for the right price, you can really get anything. I'm sure he'll do a strip dance for you for, uh, for the right price. All right. So anyway, he, you know, shares all the listing information, but it's interesting. It says you can uh, partake in a full, full on rose ceremony with Clayton Eckerd from season 26 of ABC's The Bachelor, the perfect bachelorette or bachelor party experience. So I guess my question is, are, would the bachelor producers come after him for using their insignia, their famous rose? Now, again, I hope not. I mean, the guy hasn't the guy suffered enough at the hands of this franchise, but I think uh, most people are looking at this as a really cool business opportunity, you know? And um, he says down here, a $500 fee for appearance is paid separate if you want Clayton to be there. Otherwise, you get the place without Clayton. Don't rent Clayton House, or should we call it Clayton Chateau? Uh, don't rent it without the $500 appearance. I mean, that seems like a no-brainer. Anyone can stay at a random place. But to get Clayton out there... Now, here's... A, so he says $500 fee for appearance. I actually unearthed, and what I'm about to share with you is complete parody, but some people don't understand humor. I'm about to unearth for you some other appearance fees that you can make. For $250, Rachel Recchio will take your rose and actually break it over her knee. Uh, for $250 fee, you can actually get a fake sonogram and tell your friends you're pregnant as a fun family prank. And for 500 small dollars, for 500 small dollars, I, Dave Neal, power recapper, will power recap from the backyard pergola as that one friend gets too day drunk and pretends they still have their college stamina but doesn't make it out for the evening festivities. And for another 500, Clayton will tell all the women he loves them and then we'll recreate the crying scene in the staircase. Uh, $750, we'll fly in the TikTok girl from New York and accuse uh, her of having sex with Clayton. Uh, and for $1,000, Brayden and Aaron will actually blow up their pool floaty and sink in the backyard, recreating their boating accident. So, so many options you can get from this here uh, show. 
All right. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call this barrel scraping season, but as you guys know, it is certainly a season of low activity. But I will continue to provide you as much information regarding Bachelor and all their entertainment news as we see it. Now, if you want some spoilers, I'm not going to give them to you here, but on my YouTube channel, Reality Steve has posted his top six spoilers. That is the final six from Joey's season as they're filming right now. Hometowns are around the corner, believe it or not. Can you believe that? Before you know it, it'll be Christmas time. I mean, the world just spins faster and faster every year, and we can't slow it down. All right, but thank you so much for all of your loyalty, uh, all the nice reviews, sharing with your friends and all that stuff. It makes a difference during these slow moments. But as I always say, the night is darkest before the dawn, and even though things might be a little quiet in Bachelor Nation now, my guess is that as Golden Bachelor and Paradise and other shows hit their peak, we will have lots to get into. So stick around for that. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, I'm Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour.